to the Charge Podcast, episode 18, the podcast that looks at tech under the hood. I'm your host, Owen, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, John. How are you today, John? I'm good. Our internet connection's a little wobbly, I just noticed. Is it? Is it my I'm, European I'm internet? Slack. Or your US internet? Uh, it might be that Bloomberg is trying to autoplay videos in six different oh, apps. they're trolling you. I actually hate autoplay video. Nobody wants it. No one wants it. It's the least good thing on the internet right now after ads, which brings me after to our ads. first topic. Wow. <laughs> Boom. I did not plan that. <laughs> but I didn't get to ask you about the weather. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so New York <laughs> has been manic as F. I read it's been hot. <laughs> the other thing I was thinking about is if anybody like listens to this in the car with their kids in the car. We should maybe not F-bomb as much, but... I actually had an email about that. So we won't say as many Fs. No, we will still say some Fs, but not as many. Did someone actually send an email about that? Yeah. (laughs) Why did you... Is that a coincidence that you said that? (laughs) Well, I didn't know they sent an email about that. How would I know? Yeah, I got it while I was in France. Wow. Well, now you know. Was it both of us? I think so. I didn't see it. Wow, that's a coincidence. Bizarre. Um... Um, yeah, because I was thinking if if you're like a, you know, a dad, mom or dad in your car, listening to John and Owen be weirdos, you're smiling, having a laugh, but your kids don't need to like listen to us say weird words. We, so. we didn't say a single shit. This, oh. <laughs> you're such a shithead. Damn it. <laughs> such a shithead. We, we lasted, according to uh, Audacity, about five minutes. <laughs> Good for us. Well, speaking about ads, <laughs> did, you see, did you see really that? hot and raining to answer your question. Uh, been, yeah, okay, cool. You were in, on holiday in France, so you've just been walking around France. in the sun in beautiful weather yes. in fields probably. Not reading about tech. Jerk. Thank God. Yeah, that was lovely. <laughs> yeah, it was 30 job. degrees. Did we say I that do have a new last, job. Did we say that in the last episode? If we did. Yeah, we said it last week. Oh, okay, then who cares? But I didn't start yet. I didn't start so until Friday. Started? No, 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 no. That's why I've been on holiday, so that's why this whole podcast is delayed. I, I actually start on Friday, so I'm looking forward to that. And then we're going to do a charge meetup in New York because I'm coming to hang out with John in person, but we'll tell you more about that at the end of the podcast. <laughs> so Facebook this week said they're going to block ad blocking people. Did you see Did you see that bullshit? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. They're going to black block the ad blockers? Yeah. Well, they're going to make it so that ad blockers don't work on Facebook, which is kind of hilarious because we talked about that. Well, I thought about it a little bit. And the way that ad blockers work, right, is they basically, all they do is they they target two things, right? So they either target the URL that you're loading your ad from or they target like a class on the page in the CSS. It'll be like, often it'll be called like ad or... Uh, you know carousel block and ad block is just kind of block that so it seems like what facebook is doing is either randomizing those class names or randomizing where it's serving its ads from or both because it seems to be working like i use an ad blocker i'm not ashamed or maybe i should be and i don't i now see ads so it seems to work interesting yeah, it's kind of funny because I guess we talked about the demise of media and how, you know, I don't know if you read like New York Times and Wall Street Journal and stuff and you see those pop-ups. I don't know if you use an ad blocker, but you see those things like, please support us, 
uh, we noticed you're blocking yeah. ads. And I'm like, I, I don't feel guilty. Close. I happen to uh, be on Forbes right now, who oh, they're is, the worst. is the number one guilty thing of showing me everything in 17 page slideshows so that they can would, serve a new ad in every single slide and also <laughs> some landing page with some stupid quote, quote of, of the day. day that i don't even care about and it's i just would pay so money to get past the quote of the day forbes Seriously. oh my god but forbes is such a little word that i'm not going to say because children might be listening by virtue of the fact <laughs> that their parents are driving cars um ah uh. uh, so they do the this terrible. thing where they're like, you, they want you to whitelist them or whatever. So I have them whitelisted. Yeah. I'm on Forbes right now. One, two, three, four, five, first, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Nineteen. That's a shitload of ad. 19 oh, adverts. Man, I just all, said it again. 19 distinctly different adverts. Not wow. including the C also that they themselves have at the bottom, which in technically you could consider. So I'm just looking <laughs> at my page processes right now, waiting for M M to M business double ads, double ads.net, <laughs> G ads.net, MD. So you do use the ad blocker. Well, no, I'm, yeah, I just like I'm watching on the bottom left hand corner all the connections that are being made. Yeah, it's creepy, it's just right? calling out to ad sites. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Uh, I can't play this out loud. I just moved my mouse on Forbes.com and I fucking, sorry, huge, <laughs> a, huge bo- a huge box just appeared, whole screen, playing me no. a video advert. I can't even... I can't even. I literally just nudged my mouth. So there you go. 20 full adverts, including a pop-up of a video that I can't even, <laughs> like, this is insanity. Yeah, it's it's terrible. I really, anyway, so like, I guess that's like Sorry. part of what Facebook is doing because it's so funny though. Well, it's not funny. I like, I get that Facebook wants, you know, they have to monetize the users, right? And they need to... They, I assume they have a stock of ads that they need to get in front of people, but they're basically like reinforcing an industry that's doing a shit job, right? Yeah. Like what you just said, Forbes. I mean, a couple of the other culprits lately, uh, if you go to The Verge, they have a huge thing at the top. You know, like it's a horrible experience. I just, I I've, I think I've talked about Blendle a bunch of times on this, but I love Blendle because there's no ads and I can just pay 50 cents or a dollar for an article. It's awesome. I love it. I don't know. I hate the future. Facebook's trying to block ads. I don't think it'll work. But maybe if all of them start blocking ad blockers, we might have a problem, right? Well, then we're going to start being like, can we just fucking pay you for your products, please? Yeah. I mean, I would pay a fee to use Facebook, I guess. I know you wouldn't pay to use Twitter, but I would. (laughs) (laughs) I actually would pay to use Twitter. That's the funny part. Ah, I see. Right. Yeah. If they if they made Twitter 50 bucks a month so that basically only people who didn't want to troll were on it, <laughs> then yeah, I'd 100 percent use Twitter. Like you can just... only engage with other paying users. That would be fun. I'm into you that. You see Jason Calacanis's like that guy just <laughs> I won't with him. But did you see his um, 
his medium post where he did like a he's a, I think he's an investor in Twitter, too, that which he always likes to to wank. Yes, about, he always but, brings it up. Yes. Um, and so obviously during that whole Jack Dorsey thing, he was like super on the side of Jack and uh, Chris Sackas. Uh, um, and then on Medium, he posts this silly thing where he's like, hey, Twitter, just doing your job for you. Here's how to redesign Twitter. And then like <laughs> posts about this whole thing. And then he even he even went as far as to say, oh, and Jack, I wrote the email to the staff and shareholders for you and included that. in it." Oh, too. my God. Oh, my God. Stop. That guy. That guy. Oh God. That guy. He's the first is real. <laughs> he's, he's definitely uh, got a high opinion of himself. I would actually like to hear from people who listen to this on Twitter, ironically, about if they use ad blockers or not. Maybe we can run a poll. I don't know. Something like you that. Can, you can tweet my company on Twitter if you wanted. I still log yeah, into that. Yeah, tweet Twitter. John's company and also at ChargeTech. Uh, <laughs> I'd just like to hear if people use like ad blockers or not. I use one, but is it normal? I don't know. I think yeah, tech I think- people do. Well, you know what we can my mom, do? My mom doesn't. Well, she does because I tricked her into using one. I'll do it this afternoon. <laughs> I'm going to go coffee what? shop spotting. Mm. Report back when we record again in a I few days. I often do that. I go and watch people's laptops and coffee shops to see what apps they use and what kind of things they use. So, I like that. We'll see That's if I kind see of like it. asking a teen if uh, they use hip apps. Yeah, you can just watch people in coffee shops and see what they use. And but you can see on the if they have AdBlock Plus anyway, everyone knows what that icon looks like. So well, I do. Yeah, but you know, like AdBlock Plus is like the worst one, right? Yeah, you yeah. block well, is the it bought by some mystery person who's still no one knows. Yeah, I read that story. Nobody knows who it is. I actually got a rumor about that the other day that it's. Uh... It's some company that has a vested interest in it. I don't remember who it was. Maybe I'll remember when I uh, get to the next one. I just loaded up a Bloomberg article, and there's a huge box. The screen's gone white, and it's very. it looks like a Windows 95 error message. Bloomberg, we noticed that you're using an ad blocker, which may adversely affect the performance and content on Bloomberg.com. For the best experience, please whitelist the site. If by adversely affect the performance, you mean makes it faster. The best experience. Yes, you're right. Actually... So here's the thing that really annoyed me in France is while I was away, I like I, you know, I have habits. So I read a couple of news websites. Holy shit. The ads take a lot of mobile data. I was on a roaming thing Mm -hmm. and I kept running out of data from reading the news. I eventually installed an ad blocker and it was fantastic. (laughs) I think it's highly recommend iOS ad blocking. They're all GIFs or they're all MOVs that have just been renamed GIFs. Nobody optimized them. It's, like it's five, just like, oh, yeah, it's five good. Five gig movies that some, you know, web, <laughs> web designer has just renamed the file extension so, to GIF. Oh, so you joke that. about this, but I'm not. So you joke <laughs> about this, happens. but a publication that I won't, a publication that I won't name that I worked at once. Uh, <laughs> uh, they they had these things called canvas ads, and uh, the way it worked is it's like a video ad behind the page which was like a cool idea right like a, a tech and tech wise it was a cool idea and one time um 
a ad company delivered us a mob and nobody looked at the size of it. Like we had all these rules about it. Well, it was a WebM or something, but mm-hmm. they didn't. They did. They literally did what you'd said. Like they just renamed it, and it was something like sixty-eight megabytes. <laughs> like, it was there for two weeks before anybody noticed, and it was like, oh my god, oh no, totally wild. <laughs> yeah. So this is what happens fun. when you let. I'm not going to say nobody too, cares. Too, too condescending. What? It's too late. You're you're halfway there. This is what happens when you let inexperienced people play with making internet. But ah, uh, yeah, that's publishers. Yeah, well, this so... is the thing. It's like they got caught in the drag. Anyway, enough of this. I came up with no talk topics this week, so this is this is Owen week. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, on to my next topic that I brought to the Trello. Did you see <laughs> oh, that Google fired. launched a? Oh, that was some shade. Did you see that Google has a FaceTime competitor now that is not Hangouts? I did not. <laughs> well, they I already saw. announced it, right? So well, I saw it pop up on my. Product it's called Google day. Duo, right? Oh yeah, right. Ah, uh, right. So it's called Google Duo, and it's literally FaceTime. They announced it like at Google I/O, I think, earlier in the year, but it only came out today. And it's literally like Google Hangouts, but for consumers. So Google basically murdered Hangouts today and said it's for the enterprise only going forward. But it's on like a billion phones. <laughs> it's kind of I'm confused. It's kind of crazy. And so there's like there's like two whole things. So Google Hangouts, I think, was confusing for a very long time because it was like a chat service and a messaging app on Android and a video calling thing, right? Yeah, but now it's now they've got Duo, which is the video thing, and they've got Allo, which I hate the name of, which is a messaging app. So I guess they're like trying to break out all the services, but it's it's just even more confusing because it feels like Google relaunches this shit constantly. Yeah, Gabe Lewis, who I know listens to the podcast, so shout out to Mr. Lewis. Uh, throws shade in the product hunt comment section. How many Google Chat apps can we have? Question mark. It's true. It is I mean, true. I get it. I, like, I, I, I understand why they exist, and I'm kind of excited about Duo. It has some, like, miss. I bleh, the video calling apps just aren't my cup of tea right now. Like, Hangouts sucks. So, but everybody has Hangouts. Nerd so. moment. Let's let's do some edumacating on um okay. on this stuff. So before you what well, you had MSN Messenger, well Yahoo Messenger and AOL Messenger, I think had very Yahoo Messenger I seem to require recall, sorry, had very rudimentary video functions. Then, um, right. MSN Messenger, um, a brilliant woman by the name of Ali Heron was a product manager at mm-hmm, Microsoft mm-hmm. on the MSN Messenger team in, I think, uh, I want to say 99, 2000, maybe 2001, I don't know. Um, it was whenever I think MSN Messenger 5 came out, and that, and they switched. Um, a component of MSN Messenger 
and that a lot on the under back end part that did the connection that mm. moved it from a server type thing where it would actually I think use UDP so it would open a UDP connection peer to peer UDP connection to your to your and you so you could punch through nets and firewalls and stuff like that so because the problem with right. the, this the server version of it in the beginning was if you're at school if you're at the office or whatever the network administrator would just yeah. block the ports out to the hotmail or msn server um and then you couldn't have video call you couldn't do uh you couldn't do file share which was really the main thing that they were trying to present mm, prevent was viruses being sent back and forth and so then Ali had this idea of just doing like a UDP uh, peer-to-peer connection and kind of tunneling through creating a little proxy and tunneling peer-to-peer. So then overnight, all of a sudden, A, MSN Messenger video quality got a bazillion times better. And B, you could do file transfer and yes, video on on school networks and on your college networks and stuff like that. Indeed. So you can thank Ali Heron for that. I only know this whole story because I interviewed her at DigitalOcean for... Um, a role there. Really? Uh, she now works as the director of developer tooling at Two Sigma. So anyway, um, nice. that was that. And then cool. basically there was very, outside of Skype, there was like very little progress in video. Uh, Skype. Yeah, exactly. And then Hangouts. Can we talk about how bad Skype? I mean, well, Skype, <laughs> Skype is actually great. Like the original, no, it was, it great. was great, but then, you know, the peer to peer version of Skype, which I assume eventually like came from the MSN thing was awesome. But then when Microsoft acquired it, they right. did the point to point thing right. again through the servers because NSA. Mm-hmm. No, actually legit. Yeah. I mean, I, oft, I often wonder if like yeah. sometimes the government doesn't just go to companies and ask them to buy companies so that they can change the underpinning technology so that they can have it their way. Like I wouldn't be. But anyway, that's some conspiracy theories and craziness. So I love conspiracy theories. So then everything kind of went back to this like weird centralized model again. Um, but, and then but then WebRTC. And that's what I really wanted to talk about was WebRTC. So. Mm. WebRTC is actually super interesting because it allows for so WebRTC stands for Web Real Time. WebRTC is magic. It is. I love WebRTC. Sorry. AF. It is the bees knees. That's what powers the Slack. Yo, uh, audio calling, right? I don't understand why. Wait, wait, wait. More- what was the abbreviation? What was the abbreviation? Huh? WebRTC. I interrupted you. What was the abbreviation? Yeah, what does it stand oh, for? I think web real-time connection or web real-time communication. Ah, Something like that. Um, yeah, that's right. RTC, yeah. Uh, I can't remember who developed the spec, but anyway. Um, and then there was like this whole shit show on the web RT spec because Apple didn't want to get get on board because it cannibalized um And they FaceTime. still don't, right? No, they joined, they joined the standards body. Yeah. They're a part of it now. Oh, thank God. Like a year and a half ago, they joined. Yeah, yeah, they adopted it. It's fine. WebRTC is like the magical shit so, of the web. No though, one like, uses it properly. No one uses it. No, it's like this no, amazing technology that's not until recently. Ignoring. We're using it right now. We are. Actually. Yes. Did you know that? And I said 2016, <laughs> I it, is going to be the year of WebRTC. I think that's optimistic because I still think no one knows yep. how to, what to do with it yet. So maybe it'll be 2017. Well, Slack is using it. Slack is using it. And so Hangouts is is some form of WebRTC. 
I think. And then yeah, it's like a weird, weird, it's like a weird hybrid thing because they used what are called turn servers a lot too, which kind of anyway mm. uh, helps with something <sighs> compression. I think <laughs> it's hard, to know, the it whole, it's hard the to know the whole internet. <laughs> um, and yeah. and so this mom, make your point, John. This thing that they have just so Hangouts will. <sighs> It's actually really expensive to run Hangouts, probably. Like, when you look at all the stuff that's involved in WebRTC, but supporting WebRTC and providing the underlying bandwidth and, like, all this stuff is just, like, it gets actually pretty heavy. So I wouldn't be surprised if what they're trying to do is just kind of, like, separate these two things away from each other so that they have more um, granular uh, control over how both of the apps perform. Because I think... Uh, Hangouts has a real shot at being a very core technology in, in enterprise if they if they get it together. But and and if they don't give up, right? Which I, I think they shouldn't. I, like, I agree. I think it's awesome. I think the whole for, like for what it the is, whole app suite is very good. Like Gmail is very good. Google it's a, Docs it's is tight, very yeah. good. Drive is phenomenal. I run my whole business from Drive. It's amazing. It's like having an operating system yep. in the cloud. Yep. It's great. Um, I agree. Google, Google, like it's really Google versus Amazon in the software defined enterprise space, right? Like, I mean, cloud mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. an old term and, and people should probably stop using it because it's not that interesting anymore. Like cloud. Was, cloud. Yeah, yeah. Cloud, cloud computing. Yeah, I, yeah, love, just, I love the cloud. It's anything defined by software. So, you know, like so cool. Yes. So it is somebody else's service. Yeah. So software defined <laughs> business like Amazon, AWS, like why do you think they came out with email? Right. They. It is software defined enterprise. Um, And so Google does have a real chance of 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 kind of owning the enterprise in terms of of the software defined enterprise. And and that includes the whole business stack all the way down from the application, which would run on GCP and the insights that would be gathered through big table that would be exposed all the way up through their ad network, which would allow you to create more targeted and better um, interactions with your customers and the correct customers and the right demographics at the right price points, making your advertising more efficient and better, but also that Mm -hmm. you would have all this built into your email stack and your communication stack and your, and your, your like um, VoIP stack, whatever that looks like. Hmm. And you could just have this whole nice kind of, like I said, software defined enterprise together. Right. And like, Google's the furthest forward in that right now. I mean, Apple, it's hard for them to yeah. catch up because the only footing that they have into the enterprise is the fact that people use their laptops and their iPhones, but they have done a bad job of extensiating the software backwards out. And so, and then you look at Amazon and they're a little too technical, right? They haven't, they haven't, they right. don't have yeah, yeah. That, that. On purpose. They, yeah. They don't have that. Nothing on AWS appeals to the middle of the road MBA. Right. But but Google, mm-hmm. a middle of the road MBA, you know, Wharton grad works on, you know, some area of the business has nothing to do with technology. We'll use Gmail, Hangout, Drive, you know, those 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 things. So if you want this all in one solution, then Google's the best thing for that. Um, and so it makes sense for them to start to segment these things out of this is our consumer stuff and this is our our enterprise stuff. Yeah, I see that. I see that. You know that I just realized the weirdest thing. There's no there's no web app for Google Duo. 
and they haven't said anything about one. That sucks. <laughs> it's just backwards. I want to call at my it's computer. It's not for that, though. But FaceTime is on my computer. But it's Apple. Who, believe, who but, want this whole ecosystem of everything. Like, Apple tries for this very tightly coupled hardware and software experience of your whole, like... All your phones thing. will ring, everything, including yeah, your watch. Everything, everything, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? But, app, but Google tries for a device agnostic world where... That's true, yeah. We don't care where you yes. are. Yes, iOS or Android, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, anyway. it's interesting. I, like, I just hope they don't give up on Hangouts. That's what I'm most... Like, I really... I don't, we talked uh, in an earlier episode. We accidentally found it. Paul Irish, what about if him? If you're listening, you're the only senior person I know at Google who could do this. Don't make sure that Hangouts <laughs> doesn't go away. I really love Hangouts. Tweet Paul Irish and tell him that you love Hangouts and make sure it doesn't go away. Save Hangouts. Hashtag save Hangouts. What were you going to say before I yeah. really interrupted you? I don't remember, but I just don't want... Oh, I was saying in an earlier podcast, we accidentally found ourselves in a new Hangouts UI and we were like both freaking out about how nice it was. Oh, yeah. so this is like 10 episodes ago. But I like Hangouts. It just works most of the time, it, sort of. It's really cold in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> my air conditioning is so low. <laughs> Oh man, isn't it like really hot outside? Yeah, I could just, just open, open a window. window a little bit and then it would, it <laughs> just would warm up from outside. <laughs> hey, so so we love to talk about snappers at chess. I thought I was going to nail it that time. I was like in my head, I was like, I'm going to get this. We love to talk about Snapchat. Snappers at chess, yeah, that thing. <laughs> uh, they, they've been acquiring some interesting companies, like they always do, but they just acquired a search engine, which was quite a quite a change for like 110 million dollars rumored it's called verb i don't know if you ever tried it but it was like a like a card based search engine so you'd search for stuff and it would just give you like cards full of information and apparently they've acquired the whole team makes sense because what is a snapchat a photo card i don't just oh shit just, just a bunch of information just a card yeah it's i you know like We've probably exhausted this topic a little bit already, but Snapchat needs a network and it needs a way to f- search for people. So I'm all about this. <laughs> that's that's about all I have to say. I, th- I think it's really cool. I just hope they start executing because I still love Instagram stories. Although I what- noticed that you're really in on Snapchat now. So I fucking... <laughs> Oops, gosh. I'm sorry. Even when we're track. <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, you look it up. I'll look. Yeah, yeah, I, I love Snapchat. I'm Snapchatting all day, every day these days. It's fun. It is. It is cool. I'll link us in the in the comments. Yeah, so Vlurb. Verb. Verb. Vlurb. Yeah. Says, Verb brings together information from apps and recommendations from people. I don't yes. know what those words together really mean. Verb brings together information from apps and recommendations from people. So you have information from apps and recommendations from people, and it brings them together. Okay. Find places, food, or movies to make plans right now or save ideas for later. Yeah, it was kind of like an app for, like, doing things together. Like, if you would almost imagine the way I see it is they will use it to make – rich embeds and like interesting t- 
technology in the you know the core Snapchat chat, which is really basic right now. You can only talk to people, but you know, like embed links or make plans with people just from the chat is how I imagine this playing out. My Snapchat chat thing is weird. Sometimes I go back into it and I have an infinite history of everything that that person's ever said to me, and then I'll go. And then sometimes it's gone forever. Yeah. I know. It's like you can save it somehow by accident and it happens to me all the time and I don't know how. It's very weird. But I don't think you're supposed to be able to save it. That is no, you can if you drag down on it, but you have to do it like purposefully. And I always do it by accident, so I have these weird fragments of conversation in my Snapchat yeah, history. Weird. It's weird. Yeah. Oh well. So that's that's that. <laughs> um on to my next topic. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long week. So, so, so. It's Monday. Yes, I also had a long week relaxing in France. <laughs> hey, so I wanted to talk about the new MacBooks. Please. A little. All right. Did you hear the rumors about the new MacBooks? They sound like really interesting. I don't know if we talked about the MacBooks. I think we talked about the iPhone a little bit. Apparently, though, the iPhone 7, before you talk about the MacBooks, which I will. The most boring iPhone no. ever. Someone said it's going to surprise us. I just, like, I don't know. That's all I got for you. I read a headline randomly scrolling through something somewhere, but it was like a normal what? media. Like, it must have been Bloomberg or Forbes. Cause like a, so you think it's going to be crazy? No, I don't. I'm just saying, as a note... One media outlet said, which was a real one, I think it was Forbes said, which would be Walt Mossberg still. Is he still a dude that does stuff? Uh, Yeah. Anyway, he does stuff. Someone said the iPhone 7 is actually going to surprise us. Now, tell us about MacBooks. I don't think the iPhone is going to surprise us. Okay. I'm, 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 well, the rumors say that it's going to look the same as last year which is interesting in itself anyway we'll talk when about that the, when it's closer when to the time the, when is the thing where they tell us about them yeah so september 7 supposedly will you be here so i will probably be in the air <laughs> right, so I do you want to give me access to, to your twitter account because i really know how to live yeah, i know to. how to live tweet like you i would love oh you to my tweet. goodness yes there's a new oh camera can you believe it i could integrate my twitter with this they went new from thing. eight megapixels to 8.5 megapixels so i don't know about my, you anyway. but i'm happy this happened dot 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 Holy shit, I made a gift. H- anyway, so that's how I tweet. H- what is it? How about you? HBU, question mark, question mark. WBU. Uh, yeah, anyway, um, so sorry. new MacBooks. I am actually mostly excited <laughs> about new MacBooks, which is like the most niche thing. But I've had, I've got, so I have that like giant 15 inch one sorry, from 2013 global. or whatever. That's not a niche thing, but carry on. MacBooks? I mean, like they kind of are in the scheme I of like, like a billion PCs. Okay, I like so MacBooks that's it. more We're than iPhones. Me too, actually. Yeah, well. So I've been waiting since 2013 for a refresh, right? Like, they've looked the same since then. They basically had the same guts. Okay. Well, wait. Here's, here is, here's a disclaimer. We should MacBook. put this. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, how is it? Amazing. And anyone who says that it's underpowered can... Boop themselves. Yeah. Anyway. Because... <laughs> so, well, here's, here's the thing. It's awesome. Though. I love it. The only thing that's bad about it is I dropped it half a foot off my bed and oh, it's no. bent in half now. Oh man, that's because it's such so, lightweight. But anyway, I'll shut up. So the MacBook Pros haven't been updated in a long time, right? right. So those are like the beefy yeah. for professional MacBooks. Yeah. And I, I love the MacBook, the other like the light one that you have. But the MacBook Pro is a good work machine. So I have the you know like the current 
body version, but it's from 2013. And they've basically made no significant improvements since then. So let's start the segment by maybe we should have this as a soundbite from this podcast. Time to sell Do not them. buy a new MacBook yeah, time to sell right them, now. Actually. Yeah, sell your MacBooks. Do not buy a fucking MacBook for the next months. If you buy a MacBook right now, you are dumb and you're paying full price for the same machine that you would have gone three years ago. So do not buy a MacBook Pro. So the the rumor says a lot of interesting things. Uh, they say that it's going to get a lot thinner, which of course you would expect with a similar amount of power. But they're also replacing the function keys with the OLED display that gives like shortcut hints, which I think sounds really awesome. Like otherwise I don't know the shortcuts and supposedly you'll be able to control your Spotify and all that kind of stuff from there. Sounds amazing. And they're adding Touch ID. So basically the moral of this story is do not buy a MacBook right now because it will be a bad idea. So, yeah. I have started working from my iPad with the attached keyboard device. How, how, how is that? Um, it is amazing for one reason. I thought I said this one week. No. I cannot procrastinate with it. Oh, you can't procrastinate with an iPad? Why? Is there no fun on iPads? Well, I don't have any fun installed, and also, like, on I my... Have, I have no fun deployed. <laughs> <laughs> I have not downloaded any fun, A. And B, you're just stuck in whatever app you're using. It's not like it's good for multitasking or, like, getting notifications or anything. So, like, literally, so I just janky. use it for emails, and it's great. Uh, it's so janky, man. I don't... I'm nope. not sure about it. Well, you're going to be here in, like two weeks or something or three weeks and then i'll show you and then your mind will be changed because i will have shown you okay i believe you probably not but anyway so do not buy a macbook is the moral of this entire podcast until the new one give the psa one more time including the part do not buy a fucking macbook okay because because the current ones are old and they'll cost you the exact same amount of money as the new ones in october or november or, or december (laughs) <laughs> if you have out. a 2014 macbook pro lying around your house sell it now i have one but i can't sell it because i don't have anything else also i dropped it i, <laughs> I have one i have not dropped it i you should you have should sell extra other computers and i should probably sell it but i want my macbook i get paranoid sell about it. selling computers because hard drives and data and stuff i don't know mm. Whatever. But I'm sure I could if you want to go, if you want to go look at my old slide decks of like how the cloud's gonna evolve, go for it. Like, please read my Gmail. to me. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Have fun. Maybe you could reply to some of my emails for me. Yeah, it'd be nice. So, um, last topic for today, or maybe not. Wait. Well, on the topic of MacBooks, did you read that ridiculous ten thousand word interview of Tim Cook that said nothing of substance, except that they may be working on uh, augmented reality? No, because I'm dyslexic and reading that essay, I was, was like, so boring. I loaded it and I was like, okay, I really want to enjoy this because I, I I'm, it takes so much effort for me to read an article mm-hmm. that I have to really pick the ones that I'm going to read. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and it's doubly nice if the publisher does have a little video synopsis, because then I can just get the video synopsis, get the pieces of context that I need. Then I can read the article like twice as fast as I usually would be able to. Mm-hmm. And so I saw all these, um, 
uh, posts on Facebook and Slack and stuff where people were like, oh, this is like a really insightful, interesting article about Tim Cook. And I was like, okay, please don't let it be 552 billion words, wall Surprise. of text. And if, it, and if it is, please say there's like an audio snippet or like some five minute video of like behind the scenes so I can like get yeah, like some context. Like inside Johnny's lab with the curtains nope. at least. Nope. All big long words and paragraphs of text. So and I it didn't not say anything it. of substance at all. Yeah, so the TLDR of it was Tim Cook feels bad and lonely being the CEO of Apple. Also, they're considering doing augmented reality, and that's it. So, did why you does he feel bad? Apparently, it's quite a lonely job. That's, well, yeah, being a CEO of any company is a lonely job, yes, uh, let alone the biggest company in the world. Oh, also, he revealed he calls Warren Buffett for advice and uh, Al Gore. <laughs> Which is a lot of people call Warren Buffett for advice. I'm sure Bill Gates calls Warren Buffett for advice because money. Tim Cook calls Warren Buffett so, for advice. The thing is, Apple's on a bit of a PR tour at the moment, and it feels like I don't know. They're struggling to convince people that they execute still, and maybe no, it's just because the iPhone hype has died down a little bit. I don't know. You know, we talked about this one week, but like. Apple just waits for everyone to do everything badly and then does it better. So like that yeah, all, it doesn't matter Tim if they're late. Tim is in a waiting period, right? It's like the same period almost that um, John Scully, Sully, yep, whatever John, his name John was, Scully. Before you know, like Steve came back and there was a lot of innovation to to have and a lot of room to to push technologies forward and see how things mm-hmm. have been adopted into market. Um, Apple's Apple's never been like a, a core innovator. It's been a technology innovator. So, um, you know, it, it's good at like figuring out and then pushing things forward. So, you know, Google does self-driving cars. Uber figures out the network, everyone else. And then Apple just comes in with a really great interface and like a good ecosystem. And that's kind of their, their play every time. So I don't know. I think... Chill on Tim. He doesn't have a lot to do right now. So, like, other than making the iPhone smaller, or like trying to, like, what's he gonna do? Yeah. Name name one piece of technology that Tim Cook should have in market right now mm, that he doesn't. Macar. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they need a self driving car in the market right now, John. In order for Apple to be cool, they have to be doing everything all the time. They must have, they must have a car and twelve inch thirty tablets. You know what they should do? They should take those 60 zillion developers and put them all on an offsite for a couple of weeks and get their software figured out because it's still junk. Yeah, I know. Uh, although I have to say, so iOS 10, I've been using it. Me too. Have you used Google Photos before? I actually don't know what I'm talking about. I need to go look at my ah. Mac and see what I am using. No, your phone. iOS 10. Oh, no. Beta. Okay. So in iOS 10, they finally added, um, you know, in Google Photos, you can like search for any object or place or whatever, and like it just does it. So Apple added machine learning to photos, and it's the first time their software actually works so freaking well that I was blown away. It literally works like Google Photos, except the whole rest of the ecosystem sucks still, but they're like maybe they're slowly learning. But yes, you're right. They need to get their software, well, their cloud shit together. How is iCloud still so bad? Like, yeah. I once got in a could, fight could be with good. an Apple person about iCloud Drive, and they're like, why don't you use iCloud Drive? And I'm like, y- you're serious? <laughs> and they were like, yeah. 
And then I was like, well, you know, Dropbox exists and Google Drive exists and iCloud is like that in 2007. And then they didn't reply. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. I think they realized their mistake. So, last topic. Did you see that the NSA illegally spied on New Zealanders when Which they were thought was So that was pre or post Five Eyes? Pre Five Eyes. So they illegally spied on a rando dude before Five Eyes who they thought was like a terrorist or something, but turns out to just be some dude who worked in a soup kitchen from from Fiji. And they like they stalked his entire connection, his Facebook profile, everything for for years. Uh, and it's just all come out on the intercept. It's actually a really interesting read. I just wanted to mention it. It's like I'm not sure how much there is to discuss, except the NSA is creepy as hell and every country is going along with it. Yeah, but you know, terrorism. Yes. I mean, I get like the vague like I get monitoring to an extent but like this is uh, i don't know just the the revelations that keep coming that they even in situations where they weren't allowed to do it they just did it anyway is kind of just crazy well if the best you can do to figure out what's going on is just monitor everything that's going on you're actually not that good so well, yeah, you you suck. You're like, you just got like a big you bucket. Should, this is like how, yeah, like I don't think this is how we did intelligence gathering back in the day, and I don't. Well, no, think it's I the think right they listened to the phones of the right people in the old days. Yeah, I think they were just way better at like breaching. I mean, I don't know. I actually know zero about intelligence, so I should yeah. keep my mouth shut. I'm but. sure. I'm sure some of it is smart, but like the this the revelations on this just keep happening that they messed up and spied on the wrong person constantly illegally it is crazy that's all i have to say i'll put the i'll put the link in the show notes it's really interesting to me at least because i'm from new zealand (laughs) well i was just reading um the wikipedia page on um on the five eyes program and Mm -hmm. there's a little section here so random uh, Princess Diana, um, a firm opponent of uh, international usage of landmines. Uh, the Princess of Wales was placed under surveillance by GCHQ and the NSA, oh which kept a top secret file on her containing more than a thousand pages. The contents what? of Diana's NSA files cannot be disclosed because of national security concerns. Wow. I wonder if that's some conspiracy theorem. Oh, no, it's not. It's in the Telegraph. They know a lot more than we know, I think. Uh, Yeah, I'm sure they do. But I think, like, I don't know. I personally actually have zero issue with, with, uh, I, like, don't really care that much about government surveillance. Like, I get it. It has a purpose, right? I just. I don't like it when it's used to, like, fuck with, like, businesses and like markets like and the whole currency. thing about how they were like uh, tapping into google and facebook's data centers yeah that stuff's a bit odd but like generally like the se- privacy and security the only privacy and security you actually have in the reality of realities is the illusion of privacy and security 
And if you accept that as true, then it's much easier to care a lot less. Now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think certainly there's all these instances of like, you know, and will be instances of cases being built, you know, using random pieces of context that like shouldn't, you know, are taken out of out of out of context and like put together in this way and paint certain pictures. And and these things can be really harmful. They can be harmful in business. They can be harmful in economics. They can be harmful in 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 society generally um, and can be used mm-hmm. to suppress free speech and all of these other things. I t- typically tend to believe that people are inherently good and not inherently evil and that over long periods of time, generally the better things will be done. But that's just my philosophy on life. And so with all of that combined in like the melting pot of my mind, I just don't really get that enraged about about right. the government monitoring things. And, and I just like and because I deal with the government so much in my line of work and I meet these people and I see that most of them really are very well-intentioned folks that I'm not really scared of them. Right. But, but do I think there should be rule of law and course of law and systems in place in order for things to happen in a normal way? Yes. Should there be transparency? Yes. Should there be hidden courts where there are weird? No, that's so silly. And like, yes, that makes sense. Weird. Yeah. But then you but then you say, well, imagine that every uh, imagine the ability to monitor was done. uh, The ability to grant the ability to monitor. That's not all right. The the mechanism to grant the ability to monitor was in the public domain, as in anyone could scrutinize it or look at it at any time. Well, then the obvious argument on the on 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 the side of the mechanizer is well, the the people the the do evilers, as Bush would say, or the the evil doers would um, would just monitor that and and look for the hmm. the the clues in the clues, right? They would say, well, they're having this court order to look at this person, which means that we know we've been compromised, right? So, like, how so, do you juggle these things? It's very complicated. So, but the thing is, because the NSA is so broad, there's like so many fuck ups that are happening. So, there was that whole thing. So there was another NSA revelation this week that it seems like the NSA has been hacked itself. And um, I don't know if you remember in every government, early every government service in every country bar potentially some Asian countries, because it would be really hard to do it in Asian countries, has been compromised. Yeah. Every bank okay, has been this compromised. Is, this is worse. Yeah, this is worse, though, because... The NSA server that was compromised had the malware, this is all reportedly, had the malware (laughs) that they developed uh, with the backdoors in the Cisco and Juniper firewalls, I think it was, on it. And so now that malware is in the wild, even though it's technically patched, there's still hardware out there with a backdoored NSA backdoor that now people have to... Someone compromised the NSA, which then allowed them to take the... Uh, program binaries that they can use to then access the programs that they themselves built into the (laughs) hardware that's deployed in in cisco and juniper firewalls well that is a cluster fuck yeah if it's true but holy shit (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, there was so, that whole thing. Like, these, I think it was Cisco like, released a patch for theirs. This is what I was trying to say. Like, yes, the government should generally be allowed to keep us safe. And like this, I don't care about surveillance, but like if you're relying on creating like encryption keeps us safe, it really actually keeps us safer than not. It really, really does. Right. And like this, like you can monitor everything you want, but like sneak into data centers and install jump drives on random like computers that have the thing that you want on it. Don't rely on secret courts and like backdoors that a- right. allow you to access the whole data center. Be fucking spies. Break into the data center. Put a jump drive on. Do some James Bond shit. Like stop being so lazy. <laughs> don't actually, break actually be a spy. Don't. Yeah. Seriously. Don't just like. I mean, there was that whole thing with. Um, when C- uh, Cisco was shipping firewalls to companies, the NSA was redirecting them and like patching yes. the firmware yes. and shit and warehouses en route. route. It's like, wow, okay, <laughs> holy shit. It's so, a, yeah, it's that's, a huge that's operation. That's I mean, it's really well thought out. If you ever want to see something amazing, go to Utah, go to Salt Lake City, and from the airport you drive in in the hill you can see this like huge building carved into the rock like ginormous building this huge black building it's the nsa's data center it's like their data operations center there are more software developers in utah and salt lake city per capital capita than there are anywhere else but nobody like more than san francisco i would hazard but they're they're all government contractors and they've all been the government for a long time it's the mormons man yeah, they love to software. So, read that story. It's really fascinating. We have one last thing to mention. I am coming to New York to hang out with you, and we're going to record in person while I'm there. But we're also going to do a charge meetup in person. On what day were we thinking? Sunday, the 18th of September. At where? Blind Barber. Somewhere in your hood. Blind yeah, Barber. So, if you're listening... I will also put it on the show notes. Um, we'll make a proper like meetup.com thing. But uh, we'd love to hang out in person in New York on probably September 18th <laughs> and uh, just meet some of you if you're listening. You met some people already, right? That listen. Yeah, I met. Or one um, person. I did. I've met a few people who listen. So it's been, That's cool. it's been nice. I, so I also like our listeners. Oh, Owen. Yeah. Slack. Slack what? Slack you. We have the Slack chat Slack. now. URL. Oh, yeah. And so uh, as well as that, where I'll post the link, we have a Slack channel and it's secret. And I actually got around to it. <laughs> you finally invited <laughs> and, me. Uh, yeah, I finally invited you. And so basically, if you want to hang out and chat and talk about the topics and get announcements and like, here's why we're late this week, <laughs> we come and join the Slack channel because it'll be super fun to hang out. Uh, so each week I'll put it in the show notes. I'm not like sharing it anywhere else at the moment because I want to restrict it to only people who are listening. So if you go to chargepodcast.com and click on the show notes, there'll be a link there and you can sign up and hang out with us for free. We're not going to make you pay to hang out with us. (laughs) No, chargepodcast.com. I hope. Yeah, it is charged podcast. (laughs) Awesome. So we can hang out cyber in virtual cyberspace and we can hang out 
IRL in New York on September 18th. So if you want to know more about that or if you want to meet, you can email us both on hello at chargepodcast.com or you can just email one of us if you don't like me or John. Uh, <laughs> that's how it is. But otherwise, if you have any questions or want us to talk about something on the show, tweet us at chargetech, email us hello at chargetechpodcast. We'd love to just hear what you think. So that's that's cool. There's a yeah, title on and courts. At this point, what? oh, quartz, quartz news. I have quartz, quartz news. Quartz. At this point, the MacBook is really an overpriced iPad that doesn't have a touchscreen. No, no, I disagree. But we'll be going for hours if I keep talking about that. It doesn't need a touchscreen. It's a computer. Anyway, I'm done. Well, How are those Windows 10 in, tablet I, PCs I in, going? I own both of those things, <laughs> an iPad Pro and a MacBook. And they and? cost the same price, but they're different things for different tools. And, yeah, they're not the same thing. Like on your iPad, you can do iPad things. On your Mac, you can like run 30 things at once. Yeah, I, well, <laughs> if you I want. use them. Yeah. Okay. And you can use a mouse with one of like you don't want to sit at a desk poking an iPad for six hours, right? True. That's the difference. Hey, um, <laughs> three final pieces of news, and then let's sign off. I'm not even going to go into wow. them in depth, yeah. but we're going to be really fast. No, yeah. Hyperloop has continued to go off the rails. Remember we talked about it and the weird new sky and all that stuff. Well, um, well. It's just going, worse. getting completely derailed. Yeah. So there's a huge Bloomberg article about that. Uber and Lyft are trying to work together um, to replace public transit in the United States. So that's mm-hmm. interesting. Also interesting Bloomberg uh, technology article about that. Which, by the way, I'm really, uh, I'm just going to say shout out to the folks at Bloomberg Technology. Bloomberg Technology has become my favorite place to consume technology it's news. It's awesome. I check it's it all the time. very, very, very good. And then Airbnb going head to head with my friend Susan's company called Go Journey. Plug, plug, plug. Um, but Airbnb <laughs> tries out concierge service in-app dining city guides yada yada so if you work for airbnb you should buy my uh, friend susan's company and if you don't work for airbnb (laughs) you try my friend susan's app but also you should go to bloomberg technology nice plug and read there i do like bloomberg they should sponsor us yeah no it's good that's who should (laughs) fucking sponsor us oops f-bomb yeah we should uh call bloomberg and who do we know at bloomberg Hey, wh- oh, hey, Jack, Clark, I don't know anyone Jack there. Clark left Bloomberg. What? He did? The AI guy? Yeah, he's he's the, actually the now the director of communications at OpenAI. AI really? Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Now we don't cool. know anyone in Bloomberg. They should they should sponsor us. No. <laughs> when he was when I was in San anyway. Francisco, him and I Okay, we gotta go. Sorry. I'm rambling. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. Now I want to know the story. I went to an artificial intelligence meetup when I was in San Francisco. I don't I don't think I mentioned yeah. that. Did I? No. Oh, yeah. No. The guy that wrote the book, um, what the hell was it called? The Something of M's, EM, emulators. Anyway, this PhD from Berkeley gave this like small 
pub style meet and greet where he just talked about like the future of AI and it was crazy. But anyway, uh, Jack and I went to that together and that is where he told me that he is going to be the director of communications at OpenAI. If you're listening to this and you care about AI and it's something that we talk about all the time, then you should check out OpenAI because it is cool. It's Elon Musk and um, Sam wow. uh, uh, Hacker News guys. What's his name? Altman? Altman. Oh yeah, of course. Altman. Sam Altman, yeah. Um, and yeah, open AI. Cool. Okay, I'm done talking. I'll shut up now. Great. Awesome. <laughs> I love that we're like this whole last like 15 minutes has been like us wrapping up in the most convoluted way. Awesome podcast. I look forward to talking to you in two days since we're delayed. Night night. Right. Good to talk, John. Bye.